Fiercely Flipping 50 is a premier podcast for high-achieving midlife women who know a great life doesn't happen by accident. It's something we create. If you've accomplished a lot in your life, but you need a little extra confidence and courage to achieve that next big dream, or maybe you're not sure that's possible for you in midlife and beyond, either way, this podcast is for you. In each episode, Certified Life and Health Coach Janelle J teaches you how to overcome fear, self-doubt, your own self-critical thoughts, and social conditioning so you can let go of anxiety and insecurity and boost your courage and confidence to get what you want in this next and possibly best part of your life. Let's get started. Hey, hey, happy Wednesday. I just got done having a little dance party in my kitchen. Do you guys ever do that? Like, I find it so useful sometimes when I'm just stuck in my head and I feel blah and, um, like I almost went to go to the refrigerator for some kind of happiness thing that I can put in my mouth, but instead... I usually have a short little dance party. I turn on a song or two, and um, I'm a Zumba instructor, and I'm not teaching currently, but I just whip out a song, and I do a little dance, and it's wonderful. I totally, I, Daniel, Daniel Laporte, I think it is, has a quote, and it says, dancing help counts as self-help, and I totally think it does. So there you have it. And um, today I want to talk about, we're going to talk about weight loss. And that is something that so many midlife women desire is permanent weight loss. And so many people right now are desiring it because they have been stuck at home with COVID and all of the food around them. So it's something that probably over half of my clients come to me for that I coach on. And as I mentioned last week, if you listened to last week's episode, I have opened some um, six-week spots, which I have never done. I usually only work with um, people for six months at a time, but I did, I put out a six-week weight loss program and just to beta test it, to see how it would go and what people would get out of it and how much I liked it. And I really liked it. And these women got really a lot out of it. And they got so much out of it that I got so excited and inspired to offer it to other people. So there's some still some spots open for that if you are interested. And you can shoot me an email for more information at that, on that at Janelle at JanelleJJAI.com. I'll put it in the show notes as well. But today I want to share with you what I'm calling four tales we tell ourselves about overeating and weight loss and the truth. So I can't wait to tell you these tales. Um, I want to share with you that weight loss and health coaching is where I actually started my journey in coaching. I became a certified health coach in 2012 and because of my desire to keep learning I took more classes and I got another certification in health and weight loss And I've helped several women, lots of women, lose weight. And all of the courses I had taken 
taught me a lot about the body and the science of weight loss, but what really brought it all together was when I decided to become a life coach and I dove into the mental part of it. So we have all the body weight data, but what I really wasn't able to pull in was the whole mind piece, the whole mental piece. And that is really my love for, and what I coach all my clients on is like that mental piece that we're always missing to get us to the finish line. So this was really the piece that pulled it all together for me and for my clients, because the truth is we all know what to do to lose weight or we can Google it or buy Weight Watchers or something. But the reason we aren't successful long-term is because of this mental piece. So while I can I can offer lots of guidance and science about our bodies and our hormones and all the things, and I do. The mental piece is really what has completely shifted my relationship with food and my body, and it has for my clients, and I want that for you too if this is a goal for you. I'm so like determined about this because I'm seeing this happen for people in new ways. Like I just worked with a woman who had literally lap band surgery and still wasn't able to stop overeating. And she just felt so lost and out of control. And this program really helped her. So stopping overeating can be confusing, but it's never gonna work long time term without this piece. And I just guarantee you that you're gonna have an entirely different experience than you have ever had if you um, join me for the six-week time period. So again, let's dive in. The first tale that our brains tell us when we're trying to lose weight and stop overeating in midlife is that it's harder in midlife. I hear this all the time and I believed it too. It says, I've been this way for so long. I've never been able to change before. It's too late for me. I've practiced these habits too long. It's not possible for me. I've been this way too long. And then we drag all of our failed attempts in as proof that all of these thoughts are true. Now, of course, there are hormone changes that happen in the life and there's shifts in our metabolism, right? But these are just circumstances. And we can choose to think whatever we want to about them. But what many of us choose to think is that it's harder. And then we choose to argue the point. And that, I want you to recognize, is just simply not useful. That thought, it's harder is no way going to help you lose weight and accomplish the goal that you want to accomplish. It doesn't help us accomplish any goal. So it's not useful to be arguing for that point because it's not going to create motivation <clears throat> or confidence or any feeling that will move us forward. Sorry, I needed to take a sip of water. I just got off a coaching call and <clears throat> my throat's a little groggy. So here's the truth. The truth is there are always obstacles. 
There were obstacles before you hit 50. They were just different. And no matter what those obstacles are, you are capable. You are capable of figuring it out. And that's what I teach my clients to do. I teach them how to fail forward, to use failure as fuel. I teach them how to let go of the self-doubt and confusion and step into more confidence and courage in their weight loss journey. The idea that it's harder in midlife really just lets us off the hook, right? We say it's harder and then we just quit ahead of time because we don't even try. And then we go back to overeating because that's really what our brains want us to do, right? They want us to just stay the same. It's easier. I remember thinking this, time, this thought many times on my own weight journey. I'd do really well sticking to my plan and then I'd weigh and the scale would go up. And of course, I had lots of thoughts about that, but it's harder in midlife was definitely one of them. And I so believed it was true. But again, it doesn't matter if it's true or not true. It is totally not useful to argue for when you're trying to lose weight. And because I could blame my hormones and my metabolism and my aging joints, then it was just out of my hands. I could give all the responsibility away for what I couldn't and wasn't willing to do over to the circumstances of the hormones and the aging joints and the metabolism. And all that did was leave me powerless and at the effect of it. And of course, I still had the desire to lose the weight, right? That didn't go away just because I quit ahead of time. That didn't go away just because I could blame those things. I still had the desire to do it. And any time that we're in a, something, we want something really, really badly and we're telling ourselves at the same time we can't have it, that creates nothing but misery for us. Okay, so re realizing that the obstacles are only in the way when you let them be is so freeing. Realizing I had control over how I thought about it gave me the power back. I could stop being the victim of the circumstance and I could take responsibility for creating the results I wanted to. Okay? All right. The next tale I want to share is that your brain thinks that something is wrong with you. Our brains love this. If you're like me, you've had the intention to stay away from the sweets and the desserts. And the next thing you know, we are stuffing our face full of ice cream or whatever it is for you. Chocolate is another one for me. And it, it's like something has just taken over our body. Then we feel defeated and disappointed and we tell ourselves things like, I can't believe I did that. What is wrong with me? You have no control. You will never be successful. It's hopeless. How many times have you said something like that to yourself? Okay, here's the truth. You have a normal human brain. Your brain is doing exactly what it is made to do. You're not doing it wrong. You don't need to necessarily switch diets and for sure you don't need to quit. 
you're not unworthy, you're not not enough or less than, our brains just get so mixed up when it comes to food. We've been feeding ourselves these highly concentrated foods that not only taste really good, but they give us this dopamine hit. They release dopamine. And dopamine is a feel-good chemical in our body. It's both a neurotransmitter and a hormone. And it gives us that boost of, oh, I feel good. It's a reward we get for eating. And so what does that do when we're re rewarded with this chemical release? It teaches us that we can feel good by eating. And the more we, we reward this, the more we use this as a reward, the stronger the desire becomes. And the more concentrated foods we need to eat for the same amount of pleasure. It's just like drug addicts experience. So we are all literally wired for pleasure and our brains know that food brings us pleasure through that dopamine that we get when we eat. Your brain believes that dopamine from food equals pleasure and equals survival. So there's nothing wrong with you. It's not hopeless. You're not short on willpower. You're not weak. You're not less than anybody else. You just have a human brain and a human body that functions exactly as it was meant to. So repeat after me. There is nothing wrong with me. I just have to learn to work with my body. And that is the part of what you will learn in my program. Okay, learn how to work with your body. All right, let's go on to number three. Tale number three is that you need to be mean to yourself in order to lose weight. We think that if we are mean enough, we will be compelled to do something about it. I just read something in Facebook, I don't know, probably like a week or so ago about somebody said, how do you, what motivates you to get to the gym or something like that? And the response of, of some, someone was, um, I look in the mirror and I tell myself how fat I am. Now, I don't know about you, but that doesn't feel so hot, okay? But the theory seems logical. It seems like it could be a useful thought. But if the theory was true, then you would have done it already. If beating yourself up and saying mean things to yourself was helpful, then you probably would have already got the result you wanted. And if you're like me, you've probably spent a lot of time being mean to yourself and yet you're still overeating and you're still not losing the weight. You're still feeling like the food has control and losing and gaining weight. So that right there blows the theory, right? Plus, you just get to feel extra crappy because of what you say to yourself. But here's the truth. We want to take care of things we love, right? When we love something, we want to care for it. People who love themselves don't eat pints of ice, creams and ice cream and bags of cookies. 
It's not something that we do when we feel really good about ourselves. When we lose weight, our body composition changes. If you don't know how to love your body now as it is, then when those changes happen, you're still going to find reasons to be mean and critical to your body. You'll still, you'll just have a new reason to beat yourself up. It'll be the saggy skin or the dimples or the smaller breasts, right? I've heard all of those things too. This is just, again, what our brains do. It's going to, it's going to stay with the patterns it knows. Your body will be different, but your brain won't be. So you just default back to the old habits and the patterns and eventually the weight. The key here is to love yourself and your body now. And I teach my clients how to love themselves and their bodies all the way through. I teach you how to have the confidence and the love that will not only get you to the, lose the weight, but to also love, that'll totally spill over into other areas of your life. You literally, from learning to love yourself and your body and have more confidence in it, can up-level every area of your life. And part of that love is learning to connect with your body and be present in it. When you're doing that, I promise that you're not going to hear it say that it wants the ice cream because your body knows that that doesn't feel good, even if it feels great to our taste buds, even if we're getting that dopamine hit. When you're tuned into your body and you know how to connect with it and you are connected with it, it's never going to tell you that it wants those kind of things. Okay, your body knows that it will feel tired if you eat that, that it'll feel heavy, that you're probably still going to be hungry and not satiated. Okay, it knows what it wants and why. So we've got to love our bodies to stop the overeating. All right, let's go on to number four. Okay, the number four tail is I can't figure out I can't figure it out followed closely by it's not working right I can't figure it out it's not working they usually go right together and my brain also tells me all this all the time with all of my goals okay if you listen to last week's podcast on confusion you're gonna know this thought for sure is going to create confusion and I'll link to this in the show notes. But as soon as you think these thoughts, your brain stops trying to figure it out. It puts up a wall and then you go back to Oreos and Netflix, right? On the couch. The truth is, is that you can figure it out. This thought and this feeling of confusion are simply indulgent emotions that keep you from moving forward. It's comfortable to think them because it stops you. It keeps you from having to risk failure or risk disappointment. Confusion will never lead to clarity. And again, our brain likes this option because it really doesn't want clarity. It just wants us to seek pleasure, avoid pain, 
and exert the least amount of energy and effort. When you're confused, you're not figuring it out. You're asking nothing of yourself. It's an escape. It takes you into the spiral of thoughts that shows us what we haven't done, what you haven't done, rather than seeing the progress that you have made, knowing that there's learning that's already happened and moving forward from that. Okay, because we're individuals with individual biological needs and individual brains with individual belief systems, The weight loss journey is never a one-size-fits-all. It's not black and white. I wish it were. I wish it worked that way. What works for our bodies in our 20s isn't going to work in our 50s. What works for our best friend isn't going to work for us. What works for our kids probably isn't going to work for us. Hormones, metabolism, sleep, stress, all of those things are factors but I want you to really remember this truth. Weight loss is a journey. And the definition of a journey is traveling from one place to another, usually taking a rather long time. Rushing it slows us down. When we're in a hurry, we get confused and overwhelmed. When we are on a journey, we stop and we look at the map. We decide which would be the next best way to go or the next best stop to take. We decide what we want to see along the way, right? We don't say, oh, we're not there yet. Just forget it. I'll stay where I am. I'll park the car. I won't go any further. We figure it out. We get curious about where to go next, what we want to see. We appreciate where we are. We learn new things on the journey, right? We find joy in the journey. And our weight loss journey shouldn't be any different. When we slow down on the journey, we can do all of these things. We can stop overeating. We can learn about us and create a new relationship with ourselves and our bodies, which is going to create sustainable results. So, is your weight loss journey taking you there? What's the result of the journey you are choosing? Is it the result you want? Are you learning to be more confident? Are you learning how to be kinder to you? Are you learning how to monitor and look at your brain a little more? Are you learning how to fail forward? Are you learning about your relationship with food and hunger This is what's included in your journey using my program and with me as your coach. So if you want to do this work with me, if you want this to be your journey, you can email me again at Janelle at Janelle J J A I dot com, or you can book a time on my calendar. It's in the show notes and I'd love for you to leave a review. And even if you don't, I know there is nuggets in this podcast that can move you forward, right? Find the truths in all of those things and they will move you forward. All right. 
Now, I'd also love for you to leave me a review, okay? It's how I know who's listening on the other side. So take a second to do that. Hop onto iTunes and leave me the review. I would love it. And if you want into the program, then shoot me that email or book, um, go to my, the show notes and sign up on my calendar. All right. Have a great week.